Art is a funny thing for me. I grew up around art. People in my family were artists. Pretty much every family member was uh, an artist in some kind of way, is and was. And um, so I was surrounded with the things that come with art. Art, artist life, artistic expressions. Um, but also, uh, from the age of four, I grew up in what I would call a faith-based family. There was a spiritual change in my family. And uh, we continued to grow with uh, a set of values. There were a set of values instilled in the home. And as I grew up, I found a conflict between these values and much of the art that I was surrounded with and was used to being surrounded with. And, um, if, you know, you'd learn about holiness and purity, and yet you would see things, you know, maybe the human form exposed in different ways. Uh, there's a message coming across, and I understand there's a message coming across. I, I understand art. I understand artistic expression. Yet, I just couldn't reconcile much of what I was uh, exposed to uh, with uh, the values I was raised in. And as I became older, uh, I began to create my own home, my own family. And, you know, together with my wife, you know, we got to decide uh, what we want in our home, what we want in our family. And uh, I decided that, you know, I wanted to have these values in my home. But uh, I never gave up my love for art. Now, I hold dear to the values and I... Uh, do not invite uh, art in my home that violates my values. And that's much of what we talk about in this podcast, Beauty Truth. But I still have appreciation for art. So a few years ago, uh, I saw this really neat video about uh, a famous American artist named John Baldessari. He's considered one of the fathers of conceptual art. He's uh, an American... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, kind of some sort of uh, one of the one of the one of the main artists of America of the American experience. He's he's uh, very valued in the artistic community, and uh, him you know doing conceptual art. Conceptual art, basically, my my uh, interpretation of it, my understanding of it, is art in which the message or the statement of the art takes a, a precedence over the crafted work itself it's not it's not just that the you know the skill and the quality of the art piece but it's actually the, the statement that the art is trying to say that's much of uh, what we the culture that we live in now a culture that that values conceptual art and I, I think that's cool so but what I learned from John Baldessari was that he has three things he wants every artist to know and we're going to talk about those three things today. This is Adam Lee Roosevelt here with the podcast Beauty Truth. It's a podcast about my search of finding and creating beauty and truth. It means, you know, uh, finding beautiful things, embracing them, but also uh, the artistic process of creating things. And it's brought to you by my music project, Hard on I. Visit haradonai.net, H-A-R-A-D-O-N-A-I.net to get my new live single, let the sword do double damage live from the base of Mount Zion. That's free. 
exclusively for subscribers. So go check that out. Also, please, if you like uh, what you hear, please subscribe on iTunes to this podcast and leave a review. It's a big help. Thanks. So, when I heard that John Baldessari has three things he wants every artist to know, I was immediately interested. My ears were perked, okay? Here's this older man uh, with years of experience. He's, he's quite old, by the way. Uh, he's offering free advice in an area that's dear to my heart. So, hey, what are the three things, John? What are the three things you want every artist to know? Number one, this is from the words of John Baldessari. Talent is cheap. Number two, you have to be possessed, which you can't will. Number three, being at the right place at the right time. Offhand, very little of what I heard made any sense to me. Those three things did not make a lot of sense to me when I first heard them. But I was determined to glean whatever value I could from John Baldessari's mind and experience. So we're going to go through these three uh, things that he wants for every artist, and I am going to apply my understanding of the truth and my uh, set of core values that I carry around with me to these things that John Baldessari says so that you can uh, learn from the wisdom of John Baldessari and you can learn those three things that he wants every artist to know. Because these are the three things that I deem valuable myself, and there are three things that I work into my life to make sure that, uh, that as an artist and as a human being, I experience these things as strange as they may have sounded at the beginning. They did sound kind of strange. So let's begin. Talent is cheap. I didn't get it. I don't know what it means, talent is cheap. Does that mean that if you want to hire somebody who's talented, it's inexpensive? Or does it mean that the talent you have is not worth much? You know, what does it mean talent is cheap? And I mold over this in my head. And I came to the conclusion that there will always be people available to do what you can do. There will always be people available to do what you can do. Do not think too highly of yourself. Do not think you're indispensable. If that happens on the way, great. If that happens later. But don't come into this thinking that, you know, this will produce in you the kind of humility, humility necessary to thrive as an artist. As artists, thriving artists, we need to walk in humility. And the Bible has a great section about this from uh, the parables in Matthew 25. There's the parable of the talents. And this parable, three people are given three different amounts of talents. And talents, that's the word there in the English. It's a, it's a reference to like currency, okay, value that their master gave them. And the master goes off and he expects these three servants to make good use of the talents. Maybe you know the story. When the master comes back, he checks on them. One who got five talents made five more, and he was rewarded for that. One who got two talents made two more. They got different levels of talent. But the one who got one talent, he got the least amount of talent, he was afraid to use it, and he, uh, he, was, afraid, he was afraid he was going to lose it, and he actually buried uh, his talent in the ground and made no use of that talent. And that talent was then taken from him and given to the one who had the most. And it just makes you think that every one of us has some sort of degree of talent. Every one of us. It's cheap. It's available. It's out there. So yes, make use of it, but don't make the mistake of thinking that because you have talent, you're better than somebody else, and uh, you know, don't think too highly of yourself. But use the talent. It, there's more. There's, there's two other uh, uh, rules for artists here. We're going to get into them, and we're going to see how you can use those talents. 
personally, someone really mentored my life. There was, how did I understand this? Because I myself, I thought all I needed was talent. I thought all I needed was musical talent, and that's all I needed to succeed. And if I wasn't succeeding, people weren't understanding me. People weren't enjoying my music. It wasn't my fault, right? And uh, this person, you see, gave me an analogy that isn't the most romantic analogy for, for artists. It was a mechanical analogy. It was a car. You know, a car needs gas, but a car also needs oil to run. A car needs gas to run, but it also needs oil to run. You know, and so if the talent's the gas, you know, you need the gas, you need the talent, you know, but there's also another another thing that you need, and that thing is maturity. And that hit me like some sort of ton of some sort of bricks. It really hit me that I put all this value on talent, but I didn't put value on maturity. And that began a change in my life to value maturity as well as talent. Talent is cheap. Do not think that uh, you're more important than somebody else because you're talented. Do not think too highly of yourself. Do not think you're indispensable, but use your talent. Number two, the number two thing that John Baldessari wants artists to know. You have to be possessed, which you can't will. Now, at first glance, anyone with a faith-based mentality, I have a faith-based mentality, you would cringe at that statement. I mean, anybody, you know, you have to be possessed, Oh, now I have to be possessed? It's not enough to have talent. It's not enough to work hard. Now I have to be possessed? What does it mean to be possessed? My knowledge of being possessed, it leans towards, you know, some sort of demonic possession. That's something that, that uh, you know, either you, maybe you, maybe you understand that. Maybe you've seen it in the movies. Uh, maybe you've seen it firsthand. A lot of people have seen it firsthand. Maybe you've experienced it. That's not out of the, you know, don't rule that one out. But how in the world could being possessed be a good thing? In this podcast and elsewhere, I have spoken about this quite a bit, about the idea of a power that comes upon you from outside of you. And it's a power that you submit to. And pretty much any artist I know has an understanding of this. I particularly have a memory of seeing a dear friend perform at a hip-hop night in San Francisco, 1999, and here's my friend. I've been hanging out with him. You know, as he writes in, he writes his lyrics in his notebook, he gets his ready for the big concert, you know, practicing this and that. But then I see him on stage, and he has this look in his eyes like something else was living through him. And later on, he himself confessed that he felt like a, that, that was a demon that came out of him on the stage. Now, let me be clear. This does not interest me. I am not interested in inviting demons to uh, express themselves through me. Personally, I know the love of God. The whole idea of faith and, and having a value system, without the idea of love and relationship, it doesn't last. There are um, There is a case for this demonic thing to work to a degree. Okay, uh, this power comes on people and people do things and they succeed, but the relationship is way off. A demon, there, there is a such thing as a demon. A demon has some sort of protocol. It's to do the will of its own master. It doesn't care about you. If a demon comes upon you, there's no love relationship. It's using you. It's using you for some other goal that is different than your goal. 
maybe in the beginning you feel your goals are aligned, but later on the, those goals uh, differ. And it, I, I just, it really vividly brings to me the image of, of famous uh, musicians like Jimi Hendrix. I have that image of Jimi Hendrix, you know, setting the guitar on fire in this kind of kind of uh, sort of pagan ceremony. Maybe you're familiar with that that image. Or Jim Morrison talking about how he's the Lizard King and how uh, maybe you know the story how he believes that he's he was possessed by the spirit of a dead Native American. And I think about these guys, yes, that were talented, yes, that were successful, but they died young. They, they died in pain, from my understanding. Some force came upon them, made them succeed, you know, made some noise, made a change, but it left them as collateral damage. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in, in seeing rock and roll stars uh, you know, uh, say it's it, what is it? It's better to burn out than to fade away. Just to, to burn fast and to leave a handsome corpse, as they say. Uh, I'm not interested in that. God is the only power that truly cares for us. That's that's how it works. He plans for us. It says in the Bible, He has plans for us to prosper and succeed. And He and, and the name of that power of, of God is called the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've heard of that. Now we're talking. I went in the beginning, talked about possessed, talked about demons. And now I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. We can totally invite the Holy Spirit to come over us. We can totally ask the Holy Spirit to work through us. In fact, that's how every miracle done by a person in the Bible got done. That's exactly what John Baldessari is talking about. You have to be possessed and it's something you can't will it. That 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 the, the Holy Spirit came over Moses when the when the, uh, the Red Sea was parted. The Holy Spirit came over all kinds of different miracle workers in the Bible. Romans eight fourteen, bringing a lot of Bible in today because if John Baldessari gets to preach, I get to preach too. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. All right, we like to think you know we're all children of God. We're all His creation. But to enjoy that adoption into his family, he's saying, hey, be led by my spirit. Be Submit, be possessed, if you will, by the Holy Spirit. Being led by the Spirit is an integral part of faith in God. Having a power come upon you and control you is totally good if it's the right power, the Holy Spirit. So, in a way, in a way, John Baldessari knows what he's talking about. And if it isn't the Holy Spirit... If it's some other thing that comes upon you, I do believe God honors the gifts he gave us. God, by the way, you know, we talked about talent earlier. That talent comes from somewhere. It, I believe that we come from a creator, and so therefore I believe that that talent comes from some creator. And God lets us use those gifts, even if some someone else is uh, pulling the strings and someone else is at the wheel. And we will see a degree of success. But it's a very limited success. If you serve rock and roll, you're only going to go as far as rock and roll will let you go. That may mean money and glory, but it can mean dying young, as we've seen time after time. It can mean living estranged from a healthy family life or all kinds of other things. You can serve sports. You can serve your career. But you're only going to go as far as those things will let you go. God is the only one who cares about you, about your life, about all aspects of your life. Not just to succeed in one area, but to thrive in all areas of life. And the third thing that John Baldessari wants us to know 
as artists. Okay, he wants us, let's recap. He wants us to uh, know that talent is cheap. And I say, uh, you don't think you're indispensable. Don't think too highly of yourself, but use your talent. Number two, to be possessed and it's something you can't will. I mean, that basically we need to submit to some sort of power uh, that's greater than us, that's external. And I highly recommend getting really clear about what power that is. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Number three, being at the right place at the right time. Again, John, you're sounding a bit strange. Of course, if I was at the right place at the right time, and if I have talent, of course I'm going to succeed. But how do you get to the right place at the right time? And my only understanding is by always being at the right place and ready for the right time. If you're always at the right place, all you have to do is wait for the right time. It's called positioning. You position yourself. And what I mean here is you need to get crystal clear on who you are. Communicate who you are. We talked about this in the previous episode about uh, being a one-trick pony, and that's not a bad thing. You're just you know, communicating that trick that you do. Uh, you know who you are. You know the value you bring to other people. You communicate it regularly, and you create a clear platform for yourself where people can find you and understand you, especially if you're what they need. And there's people who need what you have. But they're not going to find it if you don't communicate who you are and play, give yourself a platform. And um, what I'm talking about, there's some nice terms from it that fall into the marketing world. But uh, I'm talking about branding. I'm talking about creating a, a, an online platform, which is basically a website, positioning yourself, building a following, building an audience with uh, yeah, social media, with email. It sounds as simple and as complicated as that. Some people get excited when they hear that. Some people cringe when they hear that. I'll tell you that you can do it. You can't. You don't do it in a day, but uh, you, not that I know of. But if you start today, you can, as I've said before, create a dent in creating a dent in the universe. If you start by trying to get clear on what you can offer, and you start by getting some understanding of what it means to build an online presence, some sort of platform, you can just begin and give time to that, you're that much farther ahead than you were the day before. And you're that much more better positioned. Okay? Being ready takes time and work, and I'm going to throw some more scripture at you because it's truth. Ephesians 5.15 See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Ever thought about the days being evil? That is actually force, a force trying to get you not to do your art. Stephen Pressfield, the author Stephen Pressfield, in his book, The uh, War of Art, he's talking about the resistance. He calls it the resistance. There's a resistance trying to get you from not today not positioning yourself, today not using your power, uh, your talent, today not submitting to that power that comes over you. Okay, now why did I, why did I, I said these rules and then I said these scriptures too. I said Romans 8, I talked about the, the Matthew 25, that the parable of the servants of the talents, Romans 8 being led by the Spirit, Ephesians 5.15, uh, uh, redeeming the time. Why did I bring these scriptures in here? And the reason is, is that because I so valued John Baldessari's teaching that I attach these scriptures to his teaching and I pray them over myself and my family every day. I don't want to pray something that I don't believe to be absolutely truth. Therefore, I only turn to the Word of God. I believe that to be absolutely true. I can learn from other sources, 
but I need to bring them to the truth and hold them up to the light of the truth and see uh, what that means. So if you're aware that your talent doesn't make you special, and if you submit to an external power, hopefully the Holy Spirit, and if you constantly work on positioning self, you will succeed as an artist, according to John Baldessari. This is Adam Roosevelt here with the podcast Beauty Truth, a podcast about me, my journey to find and create beauty and truth about um, the artistic process. It's brought to you by my music project, Hard on I. Um, it's an indie rock kind of thing. Uh, you can find it at hardonai.net, H-A-R-A-D-O-N-A-I.net. Visit there to get my new single, Let the Sword Do Double Damage, live from the base of Mount Zion. Get that free exclusively for subscribers. If uh, you like what you hear, please subscribe on iTunes, leave a review. Also, you can support this podcast on Patreon. You can go to the next level with me, patreon.com slash hardonai. There's a link also here in the show notes. Why would you support this podcast? If you support it, you free me up, you give me some more time to bring up the production level of this podcast, to bring in richer content, to interview people, and you help me as a musician, as, a, as an artist, to create that musical and visual expression of the truth that I so value, that, that, I, that I find to be beautiful. And I'm telling you, you're hearing me talk. It's also highly recommended to hear me play some music. It's a part of the same kind of vein of what I'm communicating and working on getting out a new album uh, in the coming time. But I also want to mention, by the way, any backer on Patreon gets a shout out here on the uh, show. I want to mention a few of those people today. Nathan Fain, thank you for supporting uh, this podcast, Booty Truth. Kambani Romano, Go check out Kambani Romano. He's an awesome, talented poet, photographer, and an overall great guy. And I'm going to leave you with one of my songs. That's what we do here on the show. I, uh, as I mentioned, have a music project called Hard on I. And uh, that project had a different name a few years ago. Now we're calling it, uh, it used to be called uh, The Pit That Became a Tower. And so... I'm going to leave you with a very special song from The Pit Became a Tower, from the album Behold the Unseen. The song is called King Wrong. And it's just it's a little long. It's a, It goes to some places. I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Keep being awesome.
Radio.